Whether it's screen printing, embroidery, or promotional products, Four Seasons Screen Printing is here for you. They provide a small shop feel with the capability of high volume production and very fast turnaround times. Learn more today at fourseasonsmarathon.com. What's going on, Cyclones fans? Jake Sandholz back with you for the final episode before we officially have Cyclones hockey back in action in Wausau. It is, uh, as I sit here recording, six days away from the players reporting to Wausau. I'm spoiling a little bit of the surprise here because uh, Zach and I talk about this in the uh, in, in our interview here coming up in just a couple of minutes. But hey, uh, no harm in hearing it twice. The Cyclones report to Wausau on the 28th and they're going to be on the ice practicing legitimate practice, uh, game ready, season ready. Here we go, diving back into the deep end. Everybody's going to be tired. Everybody's going to feel be feeling the pressure. Everybody's going to be excited. I'm sure there's going to be some nerves, but it is NA3HL hockey starting again for your Wausau Cyclones. That's going to be uh, in just exactly a week as I sit here recording. Um, and, you know, a lot of what these guys go through, I personally never played junior hockey away from home, so I can't uh, relate to exactly what these guys from Colorado and California and uh, Missouri and all these guys that come up and play. I can't exactly relate to uh, what they're feeling right now, knowing that in a week from now, they're going to be separated from their families, separated from their homes for a vast majority of the next six months or so. But um, I'm sure a lot of them are excited for that brotherhood, excited to uh, create new lifelong uh, memories, lifelong friends, especially those new guys coming into the roster. But it's a uh, another chance, another year for those guys who are returning from last year to just take leadership and really mold this season into what they want it to be, into the success that they're wanting to find, and into um, the goals that Coach Bailey has set for them. And it's all going to start a week from today. So next Monday, definitely um, looking forward to talking to hopefully Misko next week, maybe somebody else about how the first few days of practice is going. I know Misko has been working very, very hard, as uh, I'm sure a lot of the guys have been during the offseason. But the thing is, no matter how good of shape you come into the season, um, you come into the season being in however good of shape uh, you come into the season as that's a kind of a, a tough sentence to get out. But uh, I'm just trying to say if you come into the season very, very in shape because you were working out, running, doing dry land, working hard, doing construction, whatever you were doing over the summer, uh, no matter how good of shape you're in, it's still a whole different world to uh, lace up those skates and get out on the ice for hours a day, sometimes two a days, uh, skating, skating hard, conditioning on ice, and then coming off the ice and hitting the weight room or doing dry lands. It's a different type of rigorous. It's a different type of training. And it's a different type of toll on your body. So even the guys that have been working hard all summer long, which hopefully uh, is most of them, uh, they're still going to be in for a rude awakening, especially those new guys who have never played at the NA3 level. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tough those first couple of weeks. But hey, as an athlete, that's what you long for. That's what you're here for. And uh, definitely excited to see the Cyclones pro uh, product on the ice overall. And it all starts 
a week from today. A couple big contributors coming back uh, officially next season. These are some massive, massive names. I believe last week we told you, uh, or last episode rather, uh, we told you Brennan Valencia and Colin Mooring returning. We are excited to have them back. Uh, but the list of guys that we have um, this week to announce is just, I mean, these guys pretty much could not be more important to the Wausau Cyclones. They make up three out of your top five scores from last season. It is Zach Maupin, Hayden Shoemake, and Gage Viersba. That's right. All three of them are back. Uh, Zach Maupin joined the team just a little bit later last year, or excuse me, uh, had some injuries, uh, a major injury. That's why he played less games overall than Viersba and Shoemake, who each played 47 games. Zach Maupin played 35, uh, but still an incredible impact out of Zach Maupin. Uh, even with those limited games. So let's run through those stats, starting with him. He was the fifth overall overall scorer on last year's Wausau Cyclones. In 35 games, he had 10 goals and 13 assists, giving him a total of 23 points or .66 points per game. He had a power play goal. He had three power play assists. He had two shorthanded goals two shorthanded goals, and those came very early on in the season. So uh, scrub what I said. Of course, Zach Maupin did not join the season, the team late. He had two massive shorthanded goals early on in the season. Uh, I uh, just saw his 35 games played, and for some reason I was like, oh, did he, was he one of those uh, late, uh, late guys that got brought in? But I was thinking of actually the guy – uh, just under him in last year's scoring, uh, Wesley Coquet. But Zach Maupin was there from the from the beginning, um, was a big-time impact player on the power play, but especially on the penalty kill. He had two game-winning goals. He also had a shootout goal in just 18 penalty minutes on the season, averaging just a half a penalty uh, minute per game. So pretty good there. Uh, gave his uh, team a lot of positives and did not create a lot of negatives. Ended up finishing the season with a minus eight plus minus. Moving up to Hayden Shoemake, who was the second leading scorer on last year's Cyclones team. In 47 games, he had 15 goals and 19 assists. We've talked to Hayden a couple of times. He's a player that loves to do it all and is extremely unselfish. Whatever uh, is asked of him on a game-to-game basis, he's willing to give it. He can find his teammates, but he also can finish when they find him. Hayden Shoemake, 34 points, 0.72 game points per game last year. Seven power play goals. Seven power play goals leading the team. Uh, he had five power play assists as well, giving him a total of 12 power play points, which was tied with Luke Anderson for the most power play points in total. He also had a game-winning goal in just 10 penalty minutes on the season, which is also something I've talked to Hayden about. Back in the archives, if you look uh, back to last March around there, uh, the end of the season podcast, I had a really good lengthy interview with Hayden Shoemake, and we talked about his uh, ability to be aggressive and play aggressive and play strong, but not have it be uh, ridiculous aggression or stupid aggression that ends up costing him and his team He said he would rather be out on the ice with the ability to make the plays. He wants to play and have as much ice time as he possibly can, and you can't do that when you're sitting in the box. So uh, 10 penalty minutes on the entire season, pretty darn good for Hayden Shoemake. And then it is Gage Viersba leading everyone, the man who just provided incredible play after incredible play. 
ton of highlights. I mean, uh, again, if you go back and look at last year's uh, highlight package, or if you look at the end of the year highlights, uh, Gage Viersma has uh, probably the most and some of the best. Uh, he was just incredible last year for the Wausau Cyclones, and we are lucky to have him back. Uh, I'm sure he's looking to build on his 40-point season. Uh, I'm sure you can expect him to uh, be a leader on the ice and in the locker room. And uh, I don't know if anybody else is going to be able to step up and kind of overtake him. Right now, he's got the throne as the uh, most, uh, the leading point scorer in Cyclones history. And again, uh, we're lucky to have him back, and he's going to be able to build on that for an entirety of another season. How did he get to 40 points? So let's run it down. 23 goals, 17 assists. That is a .85 points per game average. Uh, I know forwards, uh, they would love to have a, at least a 1.0 points per game average. I think that's pretty much the baseline, what everybody's goal is, what everybody would love to have. Uh, Gage Viersba, pretty darn close, .85 points per game. He had four power play goals, three power play assists, and three game-winning goals. He also had two shootout goals uh, leading the team in that category as well. A few more penalty minutes uh, for him, 51 in total. So the other two that we talked about here, 28 minutes combined, Gage Viersba uh, with 51 total penalty minutes. But uh, he's a bigger guy out on the ice. He gets targeted a lot. Uh, he's very, very skilled. Sometimes he's got to defend himself. Sometimes being that bigger, lankier guy on the ice kind of uh, can cause you some issues as far as head contact or elbows or uh, your stick is just a little bit longer and gets tangled up a little bit easier. So 51 penalty minutes for Gage Viersba last year. Had a plus-minus of minus four on the year. Forgot to mention Hayden Shoemake, an incredible even zero, dead zero plus-minus on the year. Uh, so pretty darn good uh, between these three players, a combined um, minus 12 on the year. And for as much ice time as these guys had, uh, that says something. That really says something about what they were able to do offensively and defensively. So uh, those are benchmarks for them. I think all three players definitely going to be looking to top what they did last year in all of those categories. So I'm very much looking forward to it. Very excited to have all of those guys back. Gage Veersman, number 12, Hayden Shoemake, number 21, and Zach Moppin. Number seven, all returning to the ice, and we'll be wearing the black, white, and yellow for your Wausau Cyclones. Hey, make sure you're following me on your favorite social media at, uh, excuse me, excuse, make sure you're following the Cyclones on your favorite social media at Wausau Cyclones. You can follow me on Twitter at Senholes on Sport. Really appreciate it. I've been giving out free money um on twitter for those of you who like to sports bet obviously we cashed matthew fitzpatrick just a couple of weeks ago went on a cold streak on golf since then but have a, have had a few other freebies out there uh but really focused in locked in on football season by the time i talk to you next uh we'll have all of those football futures locked in so head over to twitter and uh, try and win some money with me this NFL season. All right. Thanks for being here inside Cyclones Hockey. Got Zach Surway coming up right after this. Buck Tussle Wireless. We're out there. And welcome back to Inside Cyclones Hockey. Joining me now is Zach Surway, the Director of Business Operations for your Cyclones. And Zach, 
Uh, we got some actual on-ice hockey to talk about here as the Cyclones, Coach Bailey, took a group of guys down to Mason City, Iowa, which is maybe the nicest building in the entire NA3. I mean, uh, it's brand new. Um, just a couple of seasons ago, I think, they got that mega scoreboard hanging from the from the ceiling. Everything I've heard about and all the pictures I've seen, uh, it seems like an immaculate uh, arena, ice arena that they got down there. So uh, Cyclones head down there, uh, end up losing all four games that they played, but uh, three of them were very, very close. Um, what, what I guess, is this uh, is this going to become a normal thing that um, teams are going to kind of get together and play these scrimmages? Has this happened in past years, or how did this kind of come about between uh, the Mason City Tor- Toros, New Ulm, and then uh, us? Yeah, so it actually uh, – North Iowa um, or Mason City Toros, they've been um, doing it a uh, for probably I want to say three to four years already. Um, last year, it was the Mason City team, the Sheridan Hawks, and uh, New Alm, and then us. Um, this year, Sheridan didn't participate, um, but uh, Mason City then provided two uh, teams into it, and it was a good opportunity for our guys to participate and. Um, get on the ice uh, together uh, before training camp starts and begin that process of them learning each other, which uh, obviously in hockey is important to uh, to relate to everyone on the team and, and where they're going to be at the ice at a given time. So it was a, overall a really successful weekend for the the team and, and getting them together for the first time. There certainly wasn't uh, you know all the players that will be on the roster at, at that event, um, but still a really good opportunity for them to uh, to get some coaching from from Colin and also uh, get a chance to interact with each other for uh, three total days down in Iowa. Yeah, and maybe for some of them too, it's a chance to get uh, get used to bus legs and get used to the uh, junior hockey travel because a lot of these guys, if they come from the NAP or uh, whatever different leagues, it's like you travel to one city and then you play there for three or four days and then you do it again the next weekend or whatever, you're not necessarily hopping on a bus, driving the whole way, playing the game, driving back, you know, so it's a, it's, it's a different thing to kind of get used to. Um, and we don't have any in-depth stats as far as like goal-wise, at least I don't, maybe you do, but we can run down the scores against uh, Mason City Blue. Uh, the Cyclones drop both games 6-3 to three and 5-2. to two. Uh, New Ulm, uh, was just a three to two defeat, and then against Mason City Team Green, uh, it was a two nothing lead early for the Cyclones. I believe at the end of the first period they were up two to nothing, or at least at some point in the first period they were up two to nothing. Ended up losing that one four to three in overtime. So some good competitive hockey, uh, even though, like you said, some of the maybe um, star contributors on the roster weren't quite there just just yet with the team. Yeah, exactly. Um, it had a a couple of different familiar faces in that over the course of the, the weekend as, as well with uh, Mitch Miskovich and uh, Ryan Burke. And uh, then also Zach Dozian was able to uh, participate and get some, some ice time as well. So it was overall a, a very successful weekend for the guys and uh, two, it's, it's nice for them to participate um in that level of environment and competition, as we certainly know, the our division in the the central is throughout this whole upcoming season is going to be extremely competitive. Um, so it's it's good to uh, to get them in that environment here right away. 
Yeah, and it's when you're playing outside of the Central, neither neither of those teams are in the Central Division, so you won't see them much or at all over the course of the NA3 season. So kind of uh, see some new faces, maybe make some new connections, experience some new uh, NA3 buildings and stuff uh, outside of your your uh, division. Uh, I think it's a, it's a great, great tool and great thing to be doing here with just a few weeks remaining before the season really gets going. Um, speaking of the season itself, the NA3 uh, put out a season preview article, a season preview story. Uh, we just wanted to mention that if you are interested in kind of getting the whole lay of the land and um, just not just focusing on the Central Division or here in Wausau, but if you're uh, a hockey fan, an NA3 fan in general, you should definitely check out that season preview story. Uh, you'll probably learn a lot of stuff about teams that just simply aren't in our area, but uh, that might interest hockey fans out there. So definitely head over to the NA3 website and check that out. Otherwise, Zach, um, we've been pumping promotions. We already know October is going to be very, very busy. Uh, but this is something I hadn't even heard of, didn't even know that we were doing. But I, I can't wait for this one. Uh, Cyclones bobblehead giveaway presented by uh, Rostar. Yeah, we're really excited to uh, to partner with them uh, for a, a bobblehead giveaway to the first 500 fans upcoming at our one of our home games in February, to be exact. It'll be um, our February 18th home game uh, where we'll be giving that bobblehead away. That's a Saturday game against it's Rochester. So we're, we're really excited about that. And obviously it'll be a, a packed crowd. Uh, I would anticipate a, a sellout for that game for sure. So definitely want to, uh, to mark that one on your calendar. Uh, we'll be list, uh, releasing some additional details on that that game night and uh, some different design of the actual bobblehead as we uh, get into the production of that here shortly. Uh, so you want to stay tuned uh, for that. But we will have, uh, for all of our single game um, tickets, those will actually, we do have a, a date that they'll go on sale and that's going to be coming up uh, next month, um, Thursday, uh, September 15th at 10 a.m. All single game tickets will be going on sale. We'll also have um, new this year a special pre-sale for everyone that's subscribed to our, our newsletter. Uh, they'll have early access to, uh, to get some single game tickets for the Bobblehead Night and all of our other fun promotions throughout the upcoming season. There you go. Extra incentive to sign up for that newsletter, uh, which you can do very easily on our website. Just click uh, one of the banners and um, it'll it'll say newsletter. It takes you right to it. Just got to throw in an email and uh, you're going to have an opportunity this year to get your hands on tickets early, especially highly sought after tickets like this game. Um, I think the bobblehead night. Look, everyone loves a bobblehead. It uh, doesn't matter who the player is, who the team is. uh Everyone, if you're going to a brewer game, if you're going wherever, if you get a bobblehead, you're certainly happy. Um, so it's going to be a popular one. Definitely going to want to get your hands on a ticket early. And then, as always, you're going to want to show up early to ensure that you uh, uh, do indeed go home with one of our bobbleheads. Zach, I was going to ask you about the design because I was curious myself, but you already alluded to uh, just, hey, stick around and uh, we're going to find out the design in just a few weeks. Um, my personal, I think, favorite giveaway we ever did uh, in history as the River Wolves was the actual um, like little River Wolf statue thing where he's standing on the ice kind of holding a stick. It was like a howler figurine. Um, so I'm excited to have a Cyclones bobblehead as well um, to add to my collection. 
Uh, we're also going to be having a camo hat giveaway presented by Fleet Farm. Uh, I don't know if I'm going out on a limb here, but is that going to happen somewhere around hunting season? Spot on, Jake. It's like you could could read my mind. So that'll <laughs> be uh, that'll be upcoming uh, for our November uh, one of our no- November home games, November twelfth to be exact. So that is the uh, the Saturday before um, the gun deer hunting season here in Wisconsin. So I'm uh, excited to uh, to partner again with uh, Fleet Farm. They've been excellent uh, supporters of ours over the last several seasons. So we are looking forward to doing that Cyclones Camo Hat giveaway um, upcoming on November 12th. Now, is this a beanie style hat or is it a hat hat? It'll be a actual uh, hat baseball cap style. Okay. Okay. Because last year, I believe we did the beanies presented by Fleet Farm this year. Uh, Going to be the baseball style hat. So, um, yeah, if, if you got one last year, uh, definitely going to want to make your way uh, this year. And it's going to be a, a different style hat. So um, definitely something you're going to want to get your hands on as well. So there you have it. To add to everything that we've announced over the last numerous episodes, we have a bobblehead and a camo hat giveaway uh, coming up for you this season. Uh, Zach, when do players actually report to Wausau? Um, I know they probably show up a couple days early, get settled into their billet homes and stuff. When is mo- when do most people roll into town, and then when's the first day officially back on the ice? Yeah, so believe it or not, uh, we are under a week until uh, players report to Wausau. So all of the players will be reporting into Wausau coming this Sunday. August 28th. Um, so they'll be making their their travel plans and finalizing those details. And I'll be reporting to Wausau um, here very shortly. And then uh, they'll be able to get on the ice right away the following day. Um, on the 29th, we'll be uh, down in Stevens Point. And Coach Bailey will be leading the guys on their, their first uh, ice workout. So we'll, they'll get right after it. And uh, definitely we'll have a a busy week planned upcoming next week with, uh, with practices and all kinds of different um, things that they'll have to, to get in place to, uh, to get ready for the upcoming season. And I don't know if you have plans uh, to tag along or send someone with to cover that on social media, but I probably can jog over that five, 10 minutes and uh, maybe check out their first, uh, their first practice and uh, either live tweet that from my account or from the main account. I guess we can uh, kind of discuss that, but keep your eyes out for that. I will try my very best to go over and uh, cover the Cyclones' first official day on ice down here in Stevens Point. Uh, Zach, I don't know if you got anything else hockey-related uh, talk here, or otherwise we got a little bit of baseball that we got to cover uh, before we before we part ways here. I don't have anything else hockey. Well, then let's talk about Josh Hader's 16.2 uh, ERA. How in the world? I mean, this was two or three days ago I saw this stat, so he could have improved it, but it's not like he went from 16.2 to, you know, 2.0. Um, what's going on with the Padres? I mean, obviously they had uh, they had that suspension, but is it uh, is it Josh Hader being uncomfortable? Does he not want to be on that team? Uh, do uh, teams in the other league, are they, are they just – able to figure him out, but better than the National League could? Uh, what's going on? I think it might just be something that he's a little bit uncomfortable uh, with, as in our case, too, um, here in Wausau, when these these players are coming into town, um, as, as you know, the, one of the most important things is for them to have a, 
a good uh, stable um, household and, you know, not not too much um, unexpected things going on around them and in their life. And um, when that's not the case, uh, as we see it, even at the NA3HL hockey level, uh, a player can struggle uh, when things are, are changing um, drastically from where they've been um, in their home life and adjusting to that um, that new surrounding that they find themselves in. So I want to, um, I would go out and probably say that's more of the case than, than anything with where he's at right now. And, um, but other than that, um, I don't think you could, like I said, a couple weeks ago, you don't got to worry about the, the brewers and the, uh, the cyclones going to be competing for, uh, your eyeballs upcoming, uh, in, uh, the month of October, it'll be a hundred percent on, uh, on the cyclones. Yeah, I just it's tough to uh you know, you blow up the team, you lose a guy that you love so much and then uh, I said last podcast I think he was setting set up for success. I think San Diego is a great landing spot and who knows he could win a World Series right away, but then he goes there and just struggles immensely more so than he ever has in in his career and he's got some time to settle in, but I would just like to see him since the Brewers already traded him and I'm I'm kind of turned off to the Brewers the rest of the season anyways. Um I would like to see him not struggle uh, as as hard, but I guess uh, we'll see what happens. He's got plenty of baseball left to play. And I do want to correct myself. Um, San Diego Padres are in the National League. They're in the National League West. Uh, for some reason, I thought they were in the American League. I'm a hockey football guy. I'm, you know, I'm not a self-proclaimed baseball expert. So, uh, But I knew there was going to be at least one person out there that caught me and maybe called me on, uh, on that. So Padres are in the National League. Either way, Josh Hader continues to struggle. I guess we'll see what happens. But, Zach, thank you for your time. As always, uh, enjoy the rest of the summer. It's going real fast. One week, we got Labor Day, and then uh, snow is going to be hitting the ground next thing we know. So uh, we'll be seeing you in person. We'll be doing those in-person interviews and in-person podcasts, I'd say, within the next probably two, three episodes here. So looking forward to that. Thank you for your time, and uh, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Clones. Go Clones, that is Director of Business Operations for the Cyclones, Zach Surway. At Precision Body and Frame, customer satisfaction is based on years of experience. As our customer, you will receive the finest quality repairs available. We are ready and willing to answer all of your questions concerning repair or estimating process. Our professional staff will assist you with your insurance company and claims handling procedures. Visit precisionbodyandframe.com for more details on all the services offered.